Welcome to Playmakers, everyone. I'm Haley Elwood. It is November, the month of giving, and we have an extremely special episode today because joining me is Anna Lindsley, wife of Charger Center, Corey Lindsley, to talk about all the amazing things they are doing in terms of giving back. Anna, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. So you guys are new to the Chargers, but you have not waited in terms of making an impact. We'll talk about a lot of the different things that Corey and you are doing, but one of the things is that Corey is participating in the Chargers Community Corner Program, which ultimately gives some of the best seats at SoFi Stadium to nonprofit groups and community organizations. Overall, why is giving back such a huge part of your family? I think uh, growing up in, in Northeast Ohio, the Midwest, um, it was always for both of us just something that was kind of like built into what our families did. And um my high school motto was men and women for others. So that's just something that's like always um, resonated with me personally. And obviously given our circumstance with Corey um, being in in the NFL and having a platform to really um, bring awareness to some amazing causes and, and remind people how important giving back is. That's something we just like, didn't want to let fall to the wayside. And um, so we just, jump it in. <laughs> it's a good way of putting it. And one of the organizations that you guys work so closely with is CASA, which is court appointed special advocates. The Lindsleys are teaming up with the Chargers Impact Fund to donate $60,000 to CASA LA, CASA OC. Why did you guys want to do this? So uh, when we got to Green Bay, uh, we got involved with CASA there. It is a national organization. So um, there are programs all across the U.S., which is awesome. And um, they support abused and neglected kids who are protected um, by the court system. So when a child um, is, you know, being looked after um, by the court based on something that's maybe happened at home or, you know, they're moving through foster care, the judge can assign an advocate who would visit the children uh, once a week um, and just kind of check in with them. And then truly be their voice in the courtroom. Children under 12 can't speak on their own behalf. So um, one of the things as advocates, um, you get to, you know, make the child's wishes known and speak with them and kind of see how things are going uh, week in and week out. And just having that constant adult presence um, throughout the duration of their case is super um, important for these kids as they maybe move from home to home Maybe they go back with uh, their birth parents. There's a lot of um, change that they're going through at no fault of their own. Um, and we know just from um, past experiences and, and studies that a constant caring adult is really important um, for these kids. So in terms of that, you and Corey became advocates. And why did you guys choose to do that? So... When we got involved with CASA, um, one of the things when you are, it's really easy to be a spokesperson. And there are so many people that speak on behalf of um, many, many organizations. But for us personally, we were like, we're not going to get up and tell someone to do something that we're not doing ourselves. And when you actually get your feet wet and become a volunteer, um, I feel, Corey feels, you know, we have so much more to say about it because we've done it. And um, you really get to experience you know, everything that it entails. And so um, basically, if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk, that was kind of our mentality. And we really, I mean, 
it's been an amazing experience for us as a couple. And, you know, now we've gotten family involved and friends and, um, and that's really special to us. That is really, really special. What was that process like? So we did our training. It was 35 hours. Uh, we did it one off season when we were in Wisconsin. Um, we loved it. Actually, we were kind of sad when it ended and every program does it a little bit differently. And certain States have, you know, different um, requirements, just something to be aware of. But um, we really learned a lot about protective services, what a social worker does, uh, you know, what constitutes abuse and neglect. We took a look at some of our own personal family dynamics and how that plays into a child's success in school um, and just life in general. So it was a time that we got to do a lot of reflecting and, and she realized like how lucky we were to have loving, caring parents. Uh, you obviously don't get to choose your mom and dad. You don't get to choose who um, comes in in your in and out of your life as a child. Um, so um, we learned a lot. Corey will tell you, and I think he said it in interviews before. He's like, I didn't even know what a social worker was until I did training, and and that's true, and that's a testament to you know the way he was raised. And um, unfortunately, there's many many children that interface with social workers on, you know, a regular basis. So I think it's just remarkable that you guys worked with them in green Bay. And then, like I said, this is your first year out here with the chargers, but you're kind of just diving right in. You mentioned that reflection process and you're both parents to two young boys, but what else did you maybe learn through your time working with Casa and maybe what you kind of continue to learn working through them as well? So our first big case was actually before we had children. Um, And I think the biggest thing, you know, seeing those kids every week, the relationship that we built and just, you know, realizing a few things that I think we've taken into how we parent our children. One is um, children are super resilient and they just crave love and attention. Like, you don't, that's really all they need. And my my mom has told me that since I was a young kid too, just like a if you can give your kids anything, just love them and and give them your undivided attention. And I think especially when you're seeing these children in a short amount of time and not every single day, you know, that hour is a really special, you know, hour with them. Um, And so that's something I, you know, try to remind myself of as a parent now to my kids. And also, to relate to a child, you, you have to speak their language and kind mm-hmm. of get on their, their level. And for most kids that is play. So in a lot of ways, it was fun for us. Like that hour that we spent with our kids every week in green Bay, it was like, all right, what are we going to do? We're going to paint pumpkins. We're going to like go to the park and play football and just kind of being kids again ourselves, because that's really how you build a rapport and trust with them. It's what are they interested in? And then that's, you know, as the weeks go by, that's sort of when you get to know them a little better and maybe some of the more like deeper emotions and, you know, feelings about their situations come out. It's not like you're just giving them a 20 minute interview every time you see Right, right. No, that makes a ton of sense. Now, as I mentioned, November is the month of giving, and there's a really cool fan component to this as well. And through Giving Tuesday, which is November 30th, Chargers fans, fans of any team can get involved with this donation. How can they do that? So if you just go to chargers.com slash CASA, uh, there's a landing page right there. You can make a selection, whether you like to support LA or OC. 
Um, one of the reasons we wanted to support both is obviously the Chargers practice in Costa Mesa and a lot of the players live here in Orange County, but um, obviously the team is LA and there's a really high need in LA as well. And um, so either organization is doing wonderful things for many, many children. Um, so can't go wrong either way. Obviously we'll, we're going to match um, the donations, which is really exciting. And we really just wanted to make as big of an impact as we could um, in this short amount of time. And um, this time of year is always a great time to remember, you know, those who are a little bit more vulnerable and, and need a little bit uh, more help. Yeah. There's no better time to do that. And then lastly, Anna, if someone is listening to this, I know you described the process a little bit and the amount of training that goes into it, but maybe what's the best way if someone wants to be a CASA advocate? So it's really easy. You can Google CASA. Um, most of, I was just looking at LA's website. It's rare, you know, in bold letters, becoming a volunteer. Uh, one thing that Corey and I always speak to is there's usually such a need for male volunteers. So if you know someone that has the ability to um, be a volunteer and is a male, a lot of these kids don't have, you know, a male figure in their lives. And, and that's really important. Um, our case, we had two little boys and I can tell you like having Corey there was, was, you know, amazing yeah. um, for them. And um, so, yeah, you can look up CASA in your area, go to the website. Usually there's a contact us, just go learn more, hear about it. If you don't have, you know, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. If you don't have the time to give right now, maybe it's something you do a year from now. Um, you know, we completely understand that with two young children and moving across the country, there's always ways to give back. And um, yeah, we we just really encourage people to to, take, to look into it. Well, you guys are doing such amazing work. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this today. And once again, that link, if you guys want to donate, anyone listening is chargers.com slash CASA. Anna, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.